It's here, boys. Closing it's here. here. Do you oh. know what's here, though, for the audience? <laughs> oh, we're recording. The one year. What? Anniversary of the Brain Boggled podcast with BB and J. It's it's been one year since we started with Bobby's the pod. Bobby's going to cry because <laughs> I think I'm going to cry. Good one, good one, Brent. Wow. That was, that was I good. Had, had to get a meme in there to start. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been, been a year. <laughs> oh, let's just get them all out. Yeah, we got to get them all out. All out. One year. Wow. I just want to say, boys, mm. I love you guys. You love like you too, Bobby. You're like the other brothers I've never had. The except other, I have brothers. other mothers. Shout out to my brother, Ryan, my real brother. Shout out to my brother, Shout out to my um, real brother Gary, Harry. Gary, who does not listen. Yeah, my brother doesn't listen either. Yeah. My brother Damn listens you, sometimes. I don't think Damn my brother it. knows I have a podcast. Harry. <laughs> you gotta tell your bro, I think this is actually the first time I've learned your brother's name. Yeah, Garrett. 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 In a Garrett. year. Sometimes I see Garrett on Facebook. And I'm, yeah, sometimes it's a, it's a suggests. Does Garrett have a Facebook? He does, and it's yeah. just a picture of his uh, World of Warcraft yes. character. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I got mad respect for that. Yeah, sometimes I see it on Facebook. Well, he's and one I'm, of them. He has multiple, but you know, I mean, he's no noob. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, it's been a year. It's been fifty-two episodes. This is our fifty-second episode of Brain Boggle Podcast. Ish. Wow, I can't believe that one year ago we were recording the Time Cube episode. We were. Yeah. Yeah, it's been And we crazy. were holding the mics. Mm-hmm. Um, you just rattling them around. It was really noisy. In that upsetting. year, we've gotten mic stands. <laughs> yep. And that's pretty much it. That's basically <laughs> the only thing that's changed. We got mic to school for like two weeks and then had to come <laughs> back because of coronavirus. Back. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's we made great. this big deal of like you leaving. We're like, we're, oh no, Jack's like, leaving. And, and then, just as we figured out like how to get his audio yeah, sounding better, like, well, i.e. buying him a mic, he had to come back. He's so. back home. Back home. It's so surreal. I still can't even like. It's goofy as heck, man. Yeah. Anyway, the darkest time, Ryan. Like we now. have a um, we have a Corona update, right? We do we? I don't know. It's just uh, keep washing your hands. Keep washing your keep hands. Keep washing your hands. Me and my keep brother made we made you know? um homemade hand sanitizer today. No, you oh, didn't. Nice. Yeah, well, it's just I mean, hand sanitizer is just like rubbing alcohol mixed with aloe vera is it really yeah so if you have like slinging the shit right now boys yeah brent's got brent's <laughs> oh, wow. st- he stays strapped um, <laughs> we used to have so some aloe vera just, in the office. yeah so this is a good little psa if you have like rubbing alcohol and aloe vera you just mix Which a I one do. you mix a one-to-one ratio mm-hmm. um and then you just like stir it up real good and so one cup of aloe vera one cup of one unit of aloe vera. One whatever. That's what a one to one means, yeah. Bobby. Ratios, <laughs> <laughs> um, baby. I'm a chef. Yeah. <laughs> so we um we mix we just like put it in a bowl. If you have like a empty hand sanitizer container, put it in that. But we couldn't find anything. So just got a loose hand sanitizer <laughs> <did>. bowl. <laughs> we just uh, and we put, <laughs> we put like saran wrap over it. So you put, just got this. The, they have the sandy like bowl in the middle like of the church kitchen or something, and like the priest like washed your like, hands literally, in the bowl. It's like literally, you just like you like dip your water. fingers in it and then you wipe it on your palms. Oh, well, because yeah. my mom apparently my mom yelled at my brother this morning. To like what? make some. <laughs> so I don't know. My mom is free. Well, because my mom works in a senior home. Sure. Okay. So yeah, she's yeah. really like freaking out about mm-hmm. it. Understandably so. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was, it's just so funny. Yeah. And then we played Animal Crossing. Nice. nice. Yeah, Zach awesome. TV proud. It was awesome. Yes. Wow. So I think I might make some rubbing alcohol or <laughs> that would We'd take a long time. Distill it. Mm. Yeah, but you I guess make some uh, make some uh, hand sanitizer. Make some hand sanitizer. Did you have rubbing alcohol. We had like seventy percent isopropyl, whatever. Blah blah blah. Does it look really like like hand sanitizer? 
Yeah, it literally just looks like a hand sanitizer. That's awesome. Dope, dope, dope. It's wow. weird. All right, so wow. with this being the one-year anniversary, we wanted to do something a little bit different, a little bit special. Don't worry, there will still be a proper episode after yes. all this, which I don't even think you guys know what I'm talking about I yet don't. today. I don't. Do I, I know? You know a little bit, probably okay. more than Jack, but... um, I know nothing. But um, before we get into that, we wanted to do a little little AMA sort of sitch, a little Q&A with the fans. Yeah, because I didn't know AMA was a thing until today. Bobby was like, you're such an old man, AMA. I'm like, what do you mean? AMA is like, it's a thing. <laughs> I know, and I was like, I've never heard of it. And then crazy, crazy, this happened. I got a AMA notification mm-hmm. on my phone literally right after we talked about that. That's funny. From my fasting app. It was like AMA with doctors for the fasting. Ask of- me anything. Yeah. It's very common on Reddit. That's what Brent yeah, says. So we solicited questions from you guys for us. Yes. Since on the we, social meds. Since we kind of focus more on like the brain boggly shit, we figured, yeah, you want, why, why not do something a little different here to start off the app? We're going to focus so, on you. <laughs> or what you want to know from fans. us. It would be focusing on us. Mm. Look, we're going to focus on what? ourselves. <laughs> Can we just for once in our goddamn lives talk about us? All right. So our first question <laughs> comes from uh, Instagram user Evan22neef. So thank you, Evan. Thanks, Evan. That's Evan. Real do you know name. him? No. None of Wait, us know another him. random fan. Yeah, so <gasps> that's pretty cool. He reached out to us on Instagram as well. So yeah. thanks, oh, thanks for reaching shit. out. That's thanks awesome. Reaching out, buddy. So his question is, how did you guys meet? Wow, so that's a good question, Evan. Yeah, so we actually met right. We're actually in our place of business. In me and Bobby, Jack used to yes. work here as well before heading back to used school and to. leaving us behind, <laughs> <laughs> heading off for greener pastures. So yeah, yeah, we we work out of a studio where we like work for a YouTube channel. I think oh, yes. we mentioned it before on an earlier ep. We, yeah. we were all editors for a YouTube channel called Now You Know. Mm-hmm. So that's how we met. I rem- Yeah. Yeah, I remember this is kind of like my story because me and Bobby have known each other now for a, a long few time. years. Like I I was the first person who started working here. Yep. As like an intern in the recording studio because it's also a music studio. Hence oh, yeah, did we mention that? Hence <laughs> why we, we have, have access to like like professional recording equipment or whatever. Yes. So I was an intern and then eventually became like the head engineer here. And one of the first bands I ever worked with was Bobby's high school band. Yep. Forget the former. <laughs> Forget the former with our uh, also former guest uh, Ben. Yeah, yeah. Ben the, the pod who was also in that band. Does Ben still work here? Yeah. Yes, Ben still oh, here. He works upstairs. <laughs> yeah, I just haven't seen Ben in forever. <laughs> That's true. Hey guys. Hey. Oh, Ben, what's <laughs> up? Oh my God. Hey. But uh, yes. Yeah, right. so, Did you know see s- uh, squirrels? <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Ben. Uh, well, well, uh, it would have been nice if we got a good Ben question, but. Uh, it would have been nice if we got a Ben question. Because yes. you know it would have been ridiculous. I'm trying yeah. to think back to like those days. Yeah, we, we came in to record a single, mm-hmm. and I remember our boss now was the engineer the mm. first time i recorded here yeah. and the second time i came to record it was brent it was this young new fresh guy <laughs> named brent and i was like oh man i better remember that it's brent and not brett because i've never heard the name brent before that really it was kind of like a new person i've heard the name brent once or twice before but it was i've never it was it's always been character names it's never yeah. been a real person yeah no i never met a brent yeah well the sure, joke's on sure. you boys because i'm not a real person either oh figments of our imagination yeah. the yeah. first thing that um <laughs> imagine brent's just an imaginary character. that'd be so funny <laughs> um i came in for an interview and that yes. and I, bobby was there brent mm-hmm. wasn't there brent like came I, in i was it, this is kind of my this is kind of like the way i treat all new people who come through <laughs> here is that zach was like oh come down we're interviewing a new person i thought zach our boss and i kind of came down and he was like talking to you and talking about how you liked animation and like uh 
like stop motion animation and stuff. I was yeah. like, yeah, all right, well, okay, this kid's probably gonna last a week. And then like less. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah, Brendan, he was like, oh hey. And then the next thing that because Brent <laughs> That was you because Brent works upstairs a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it was like it was the first like few days I was here. It was ju- it was literally just me and Bobby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I got to know Bobby quicker. And the first thing I think there was someone else who was here as well. Is it Ethan? It, it, was Matthew? Either, it was either Ethan or Matthew. But the first wasn't Matthew. The first thing that Brent said to me other than introducing himself was he comes in and he goes, Oh, the studio's lousy with boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, thought that was, I thought that was the funniest wow, thing. Wow, I can't believe you remember the specifics I it, of that. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And I was like, oh, this guy's cool. <laughs> the studio's lousy with boys. Yeah. It was so good. I remember like you came in, Jack, and I was like, I did that thing where I'm like, the authoritative like editor. So I was like teaching you the ways of the studio. Like, we like to dump the footage here. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. being very like, like I have to teach this kid. And then like after a couple days, it like flipped because you started talking about like Norse mythology <laughs> and I would just sit there and just listen to you for like hours, yeah. like while we worked, but you would be like, Oh yeah. So then there's this God and this, and I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God. So I remember one day I went upstairs, like literally ran upstairs. I opened the door where Brent was working and I was like, Brent, Jack is like, the master of mythology <laughs> and you were like what and i was like yeah he knows like everything you got to come like listen to him talk and uh i just remember us being super engaged by that yeah and uh because we were really into god of war at the time yeah it was right around so, that time so so we were hooked great game, great yeah. and that that was kind of like my first impression of you was like he's the master of mythology <laughs> <laughs> and just like letting you talk for yeah. hours and that's how we met and that's yeah, how we met that's how yeah, we met that's, that's how the brotherhood was formed yes so and then the next question we got here from from my buddy nick yeah so what made you want to start the podcast Mm. um well we would talk about stuff like this all the time Mm -hmm. yeah well i had wanted to start a podcast since before i worked here right and me and brent wanted to start a podcast we had always kind of bobby and i had always talked about it but we could never like settle like on an idea for what it would be about you know i think it started because I think it started from the mythology type thing because we would yeah. talk about that kind of stuff, and then it led into it. It, it led into us talking about like other weird yeah. things that we know a lot about, mm-hmm. just like deep conversations. Where like I remember when you talked about Time Cube, and there was like one day. And by the way, for anyone who doesn't know, Time Cube was our first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were like talking about it, and I think the reason we started the podcast was like this is all really good, like conversation like i really wish other people could be a part of this yeah and then we were like why don't we just record it and then so we made jack not tell us anything about time cube yeah, for like yeah, days yeah we're like nope don't say a thing save it for the we're save like, it for we're the gonna recording. record on this day we're gonna mm-hmm. record on this day so finally after work one day we just set up the mics and i remember feeling so awkward i was like I re- this is so when awkward. We, when we were holding the mics, I remember being, I was like, uh, hey, yeah. hey guys, <laughs> um, I don't feel comfortable. Did we, I think we finalized the name Brain Boggle the day of as yes, well. Yeah, because the name we had before was Mysteries, Myths, and Machinations. There's some combination of yeah. those three in Myths, some Mysteries, order. and Machinations. Yeah. yeah. And we ended up going with Brain Boggled. Like very, that was like an audible last minute Hail Mary because yeah. like we were like about to pull the trigger on that. I remember we 
like so someone was like, I wish we could have something like mind boggled or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. someone just said, what about brain boggled? It's to like, the point where oh, shit. the phrase, <laughs> the phrase mind, because mind boggling is the phrase. Yeah. It sounds weird. It now. sounds weird now. <laughs> brain so boggled is, is what sound like is what it sounds right. Mind boggled. <laughs> That's so true. Sounds yeah. so weird. It's like people will say like, oh, it was mind boggling. And I'm like, no, it was brain it's boggling. Brain boggling. <laughs> but yeah, we, me and Brent wanted to start a podcast because of Drawfee. We loved yes. the show Drawfee. Yeah, the oh, Drawfee is so clever. And we were like, yeah. oh, we got to do something like this. But we never really had the incentive. And then when you came in, we were like, we got everything we need. Yeah. Let's do it. And that's how we started. And that's yep. how the podcast started. Next. Ne- next question next. is from our good old buddies, Zach and Aaron. They asked, <laughs> who's the alpha? I thought about this a lot. Okay. I, can I say? Yeah. It's yeah. not me. It's definitely was, not Bobby. Okay. Okay. I'm so glad you said that yeah. because the first thing I thought of was it's, it's not, not Bobby. Bobby. I think it's beta cuck for sure. Yeah. I, th- um, I think it's, it's so true. I think it's Brent. See, I would have, mm. I was going to say Jack is mm. beta or got not beta. <laughs> Guys, See, here's the thing is we're all kind of betas. Slip. I've thought about but. this a lot. Okay. I've thought about this a lot. I put a lot of thought into this because okay. I'm the third party. It's not me. So I can decide oh, yeah, between yeah, the two yeah, of you. Yeah. So here's what I think. Okay. Right. Look at me being an alpha. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So I think it's Jack, right? Okay. But yep. I think you're passive. So I think you let Jack be the alpha, but if you wanted to be, you would just step up that's, and like, you would be the, the alpha. Is 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 uh, yeah? Because I think that yeah, like Brent allows. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you're like, definitely the alpha, but if Brent wanted to like put anyone in her place, you were the elder. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's probably what it yeah, is. So that, that was a very interesting question from <laughs> Zach and Aaron. But I say Jack's got the most alpha energy of all. Yes, us, that's maybe. exactly what Zach <laughs> said. Yeah, but uh, I, can, I can totally see what Bobby means. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. It's literally the that's literally exact phrase. It's, it's a quiet elder wisdom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so. This next question is from my buddy Jim. Thank you, Jimothy. Thanks, yeah, thanks, so Jim. what games are you guys playing? Well, right now... Because we all know we're all big gamers oh, here. True. Uh, true. Animal Crossing. Huge fan of Animal Crossing. Just came out today. Um, I've been playing a ton of modded Minecraft recently. Nice! Um, because that was I, a little too exciting. Yeah. <laughs> too I excited. mean, Bobby, you literally talk about Minecraft every goddamn day you're here. Literally so, like, every day. <laughs> and then um, the other game... Well, I've uh, the games I've been playing forever that I just never really stopped are League of Legends Mm. um and the monster hunter my favorite game series of all time is monster hunter and really really i couldn't yeah. get into it i tried but i think it, well one i think you need people to play with to really yeah. enjoy that game and at the time i didn't have uh ps plus so like yeah. i was just playing it by myself and christy would play and we're both like i don't know i'm just not mm. getting into well, this i've been playing monster hunter since um i was in middle school oh wow since the oh. one so because there was monster hunter 3 mm-hmm. came out on the wii like the og wii mm-hmm. and then three all and then i played three ultimate four ultimate generations generations ultimate and world yeah um mm-hmm. so world is actually one of my least favorite monster hunter games interesting um it just it it doesn't it, it it's fun it's a great game but it just it feel there's something off about it that the because cl- the classic monster hunters that are on the nintendo consoles mm-hmm. feel so different 
Oh yeah, um, see, like my first experience with Monster Hunter was, I think, on the original PlayStation or PlayStation oh, like Two, the, like the, like Freedom Unite or like OG Monster Hunter. Yeah, yeah. it was like a completely different kind of game. Yes, you know? oh, I love wow. it. I never played Monster Hunter. Mm. All right, what have you been playing, Bob? Oh, you know what I've been playing, Jack? Is it it's Minecraft? Minecraft? It's like a painting that I live in that I can never stop painting. <sighs> that's a beautiful. That's on. Like, not even like I'm not even making fun of you. That's Isn't kinda, it true? That's, that's kind of beautiful. Like, <laughs> I, I just got my second pair of Elytra. You know. It's just, there's always goals to work towards and you know i have a lot of fun with it now that being said i was playing control yes. <laughs> which is a beautiful gift from from my my big brother figure brent um but i haven't finished it and i feel really guilty but i'm going to yeah because we're in quarantine and i need to finish yeah. that yeah. game because i know there's a really cool ending i just got to get to it yeah it's just like a really cool game and they're releasing the new dlc like in like a week are there yes. multiple endings in that game no, there's okay. it's one definitive ending. Yes. Well, I mean, def, quote unquote definitive. Yeah, I won't spoil anything. But yeah, you know. mm, I'm so because I like. Oh, I want another ending of the game. But anyway, that's what I'm playing. My favorite game of all time okay. is the Bioshock series. I love Bioshock nice. One, best game of all time, best game ever made. But I'm not playing it currently because I already played it like 30 times. Bioshock One is um, it has not aged well. Really? You don't think so? I don't think so because I went graphics wise, maybe not, but the gameplay wise, it's a bit clunky. Really? Yeah. Well, because I got the bio, I got one, two, and infinite, like in a package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the collection. Yeah, and it's and I was because I really wanted to play infinite, and um, I was like, oh well, I I want to I want to play through the the first two first, but um, I can't. It's 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 it feels a little bit clunky. My brother played through Infinite yeah. before playing the first two, mm-hmm. and then tried to play the other two, and he was like, "I can't, I can't play it." Because did like, you play two? No, I haven't. Two is uh, I've said this a bunch of times, but like two is an improvement of the gameplay of one, but it's a worse story. Oh, um, so if you feel like playing like Bioshock, play Infinite. Yeah, Infinite's definitely <laughs> like the generally received as the best one. Um, see i i don't know if that's true i think a lot of people would argue for the first one the first i would one argue for really the first like. one but i've i've heard a lot of people say that i've played but. infinite more than i played the first one yeah. i do recognize that the first one like did something really kind of genius with a mm-hmm. uh, uh storytelling through game mechanics yeah you know just like sort of the sort of you know spoiler for buyer shock i guess if you're gonna play it but just like the whole idea of like you think you're in control of this character the whole time, but you're mm. maybe not so much. I love that. You know, yeah. it's pretty good. So oh, that that's great. really cool. Anyway, okay, so what I'm playing right now. So Christy and I right now are replaying through Horizon Zero. Dawn I was again. literally gonna say Horizon Zero Dawn as a joke. Yeah, I was gonna go and Brent's playing through Horizon Zero Dawn again. It well, is. Yes. Yeah, when is Brent not playing Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn? Like, I took like a good like five months off from it or so but yeah. i was playing it through other games again yeah. and then finally it kind of got to the point where i was like well i've played through all my games again i guess i gotta Better do playing horizon so we're, zero we're, dawn. we're yeah. doing that right now do you um, have this weird feeling that horizon zero dawn has like nostalgia somehow it like, was a, it was my first modern game that i played yeah. it came out early on the playstation like, 4's it did, yeah it came out in 2017 i believe and when no, we so got it for not. you it was cheap because it yeah, was already it, out for so long. You know, that was the first PS4 game I played. Because you know, I think we've told the story before how like oh, uh, Bobby yes. and the other guys from work. This was before Jack was here. Uh, sneakily bought me a PS4 for my birthday one year, <laughs> and that was the first game I got for it. So like for that first year, that's like all I played until eventually I got God of War and then some other games. But yeah, so I'm I'm playing through that again right now. With Christy, we're kind of basically just doing like everything you can possibly do in the game. 
you know, oh, kind of going through bleeding it. it. Yeah, basically, just kind of bleeding it for everything is worth. But because I'm also trying to kill time until the new control uh, DLC yep. drops yeah. in like six days, I think now. Mm. I think it's the 26th is coming out. Also, killing time until that Final Fantasy VII remake comes out because I played the demo mm. and I got to say, it, it got me. It, oh. got, it got me pretty good. I when like, is it coming out? It's coming out April 10th, so I got a little more time to kill. So hopefully that Control yeah. uh, DLC fills the void enough. Dude, next year is going to be like, or the, this, the in the future is like Brent's dream. And you get The Last yes, of Us 2. Yeah, because The Last oh, of Us 2. I've been hearing a lot of weird stuff coming out of Naughty Dog recently. <gasps> like, like, 70% of their staff like just like quit because of crunch. What? Like a, a lot of like weird stories come out of Naughty Dog, which is really disappointing. I mean, I know crunch is like a really kind of like fucked up kind of shitty thing about the gaming industry. And apparently Naughty Dog is like pretty bad with that stuff, oh. which kind of sucks mm. to hear. But like, I don't know. I'm still excited for the game. Yeah. Same. I mean, we'll see what too, happens. But yeah. the Horizon Zero Dawn sequel, which was confirmed. It's, it's, confirmed, it's coming out this year. No, no release no, 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 date. No, no. It's no gonna be next date. gen yeah, for sure. It's gonna be PS5. I honestly, okay, I hope it's not like a launch title. I'd rather it come a little bit later in the generation. No, no, no. If it's a launch title, you can you could probably get it for PS4 too, and you wouldn't have to get a PS5. Well, it's not because of that so much as it is. I'd rather it come out later in the oh, life cycle of the PS5. Better. So that because I feel like launch titles usually aren't the best games. You know. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, it's usually there's like one or two that are like, okay, these are the good ones, but I, I just wouldn't want them to rush it out. I want them to, be, to do it right, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, anyway. So yeah, I know this next year is going to be crazy with next. new games. But next question next. comes from uh, McKean Steven. Hey, so, that's your friend. That's my boy. So he asked, who is the biggest nerd and what is your favorite episode of the podcast? Um, Well, I'm probably the biggest nerd, right? Probably. I think that's fair. I think that's true. I, I think we're all nerds with certain things, but I think maybe Jack has like the most. You're the most nerd knowledge. Nerd. Eclectic niche tastes. Yeah. Like, you, like no matter what nerdy things me and Brent talk about, you always know what we're talking. Like I'll talk yeah. about Dragon Ball. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Brent talks about Final Fantasy. You know what he's talking about. Yeah. That's not yeah. the same with the rest I of us. I would say Bobby is the least nerdy really yeah you think i'm the least nerdy i think you're more of a i think you're more of a geek than brent is but i think yes. brent, i think brent's a bigger nerd okay mm-hmm. all right brent um, geek first nerd i'm not sure what the distinctions are how would you distinguish the two um <laughs> a geek is like wears dragon ball shirts yeah like 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 no like no joke like a geek a geek would wear Dragon Ball shirts or like a Polaroid hoodie or yeah. like, or, or they, they, I feel like a geek has more social, like not to say that Brent's socially awkward, mm-hmm. but like more social ability in a way or like more, they're like into cool things, like mm-hmm. cool, th- like where nerds are into like under the radar stuff, you know, yeah, kind of like, like Brent's into, you know, like, sound engineering yeah like that's a nerd thing yeah that's definitely a nerd thing brent yeah it's true you're welcome yeah. <laughs> as far as our favorite episodes of the podcast um yeah, i guess we all probably have our own right yeah so i thought about this one i'll go first just to kind of get the ball rolling yeah, I'll start so thinking i about got that. two I, I picked one that, that was my favorite to just like to be a part of and what was my favorite one as a, hosting it bringing the topic oh, okay. to the table. oh nice, nice so my favorite one that i hosted I'm going to go with, uh, I'm tossed between two of them. I think I'm going to go with the Scientology episode 
That's a good one. I just thought that was one. It was like the, one of the first episodes where I did like a really deep dive into mm. something like really kind of did a ton of research, brought a lot to the table. Oh, yeah. But it was also like a lot of fun to do that episode because it's kind of like a more wild one. Are you looking at recently? I <laughs> recently I've been more into doing some of the more kind of serious topics and stuff. Yeah. And I really like doing that stuff. But uh, Scientology was a nice blend of those two things. Mm. And as far as just favorite episode just being on for me. This is going to be probably a surprise to you, Jack, but the Dyatlov incident episode. Really? Mm. I thought that episode was so fun to talk about. Mm. One, because it was like genuinely like a mystery. Like it's still a mystery to me. I still, I just love that kind of shit. Hence why we're doing a podcast about that sort of (laughs) stuff. Like I still honestly have no idea. I mean, I, after doing the episode, I had like things I was leaning towards as like, that's probably the most likely explanation, Mm -hmm. but I still don't really know. And there's just so many aspects of that story that are just so crazy and don't make any sense yeah. and it was just like fun talking about like radioactive sasquatch punches mm. and shit you know <laughs> it's, it's not surprising because like you've said this uh, many times yeah. Yeah. and like yeah, i've had do, other like... people well friends and stuff come to me and say that was their favorite episode yeah, too really? and i was just like i know i that was a really fun one to talk about so that that um, those would be mine all right that's well, good that's a good one. well to not copy brent <laughs> but scientology was for the one that i didn't host mm-hmm. um scientology was 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 really really interesting because yeah. I like I I because that was the first time where I really learned about like what their sort of actual beliefs are and what actually yeah. like goes on. Um, I also really liked the Salem witch trials episode. It's a fun one. That one was super fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had so much fun during Bogtober. Bogtober was a lot of fun yeah, in general. It was really good. Um, the favorite one that I hosted mm-hmm. probably. I really like the SCP Foundation. I yeah. really, really like the SCP. That was fun. That's cool. Yeah. And that's, like mm. for me, like SCP Foundation, like almost like informed how much I love Control, the game now. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. like it was just like the ideas are so similar between the game and like the SCP Foundation. Yeah. That was like it kind of gave me a, a new appreciation. It gave me like an appreciation for that game before I even started playing it. Because I was like, as I got into it, I was like, holy shit, this is like the SCP Foundation. Yeah. This mm. is really cool. So. Wow. I've said this Great about, I'll say it again. My least favorite is Atlantis by yeah. far. Yeah, that one didn't really come together. Atlantis, for some I'm not I'm not happy with 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 what how I hosted it. And I'm also disappointed in the Atlantis itself. Yeah, me it, too. It, I was disappointed. There wasn't much there. It wasn't a lot to talk about. Yeah. That's a common theme though, you find, you know, researching things like this is you, you realize how many things don't have. Well, yeah, well, solid like ground. outside of pop culture, there's like nothing to mm. Atlantis. Yeah. What that about, was uh, very surprising. All right, so mine, I would say my favorite one that I've hosted is probably Mandela Effect. I had oh, a lot of fun. Was that one. was a fun one, too. Yeah. The, I, that I really one, that. was that. the one that Pap came in. Yeah, he yes! just like, rushed the studio. Yeah. Yes, that I'm was so good. I'm do that again because I put what time we were recording today. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, he's, he's got to be quarantined. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, true. Thing. That's true, that's true. Be responsible, Pap. Oh, yeah. man, I guess I, I'm kind of torn between two episodes that I really enjoyed. Well, we I, all said two. I really enjoyed... SCP, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed the ARG episode. I ARG, thought that was fun. ARG one. was fun. It gave me the goosebumps. Yeah. It gave me the spooks, yeah. you know? That was cool. I'd never heard of that before. Like, yeah. we started talking about it here in the studio, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, the ARG was fun. It was just like kind of you dive into that world and mm-hmm. you get. I think that was the thing with both of those was that there's this like made up world that yeah. you dive into and you well, kind of have to why, believe. Yeah, that's why I like them so much. I talked about this in both of those episodes, but it's like. They're just making the world fun, mm. you know? Yeah. Making exactly. it inter- interesting. Yeah. Right. Any, how many more questions? We got two more two questions more. to go through. Real, Those are good we'll, questions, guys. We'll get through, we'll get through um, 
quickly. So this yeah. next one is from um, Instagram user Boo. One zero two zero one nine nine eight. I know. Her. I think that's probably their birthday. I'm this realizing is, as is, I'm reading it out loud. It's my friend Kaylee. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Hey Kaylee, thank you for giving us the question. It's a uh, who's your dream guest on the pod? Oh, that's a great question. That's a really good question. Thank you so much for that one. That's a. That's I a have doozy. someone who I keep saying that we got to get on the pod. Mm. Who is it, Brent? Do you remember? I've said it multiple times. Like, the goal is to get this person on the pod. Hmm. There's two ways you can go with it. You got to get someone on the pod who you think is, like, really interesting and would have, like, a lot of cool things to say. Or someone Someone who is, like, an actual crazy person who, like, is from, like, one of these cults or something. Or, like, the leader of a cult. And talk to someone like that. You know what I mean? Um, I'd love to have... um, Barack Obama. Yeah, I mean, that, that would, would be, be cool. Awesome. Hussein Obamacare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Barack Hussein Obamacare. That would be. I mean, he is a fan of the pod. Maybe he'll come in. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Or like Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Bill Gates would be cool to like see cool to one. like pick his brain. Now, yeah. I'm. This one maybe is unfair because I'm going to pick someone who is uh, not still with us. But I, Carl Sagan would have been like a oh, really cool yes. guy. Be awesome. Just like because I I love this really sciencey stuff. Mm. Even though I'm maybe not the most sciencey person myself, you know, yeah. Yeah. but just someone who like understands that stuff and can really kind of like explain it in a really interesting way. So I guess mm. like Neil deGrasse Tyson would be like Neil deGrasse would be cool. we have now, you know, he'd be really fun to have on the podcast. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd say there's a lot of uh, cool people out Christopher there. Christopher Sabat. Christopher <laughs> Sabat. <laughs> if you don't know, he's the voice Vegeta! of Vegeta. He voices Vegeta and he voices All Might in Piccolo. Oh and, yeah, that'd be sick. And he that'd voices be sick. Zoro in One Piece. Oh, there's so many people that I feel like I'd love to have on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Sting would be cool. <laughs> Sting would be real cool. Just, okay, wait. Sting would be pretty cool. He's just about awesome. tantric meditation. Yes. Or yeah. Oh, that'd be sick. That'd oh, be so Gwyneth sick. Paltrow. Gwyneth oh, Paltrow. Cool. Explain Goop to us, Gwen. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't would know. Be Morgan sick. Freeman would be cool because he'd be, he'd be, he'd be, oh, I would listen to that episode every night, every single day. Well, yeah. The other reason with Obama is we'd, like, our viewership would go way up. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. I mean, with any celebrity, our viewership would yeah. go up a lot. Yeah. So that yeah. was an awesome question. That's Thank a great question. So we got one last question. Oh, wow. I wonder what it could to. be. And it comes from a little bee who will never be a big bee. Oh, I hate. Oh. It's, why is Brent so annoying? So thank you, yeah. uh, little bee who will never be a big bee. Yeah. What, why? That's a great question. You know, this is a question. Who I've been, asked that? That's been, a great question. It's been being that's asked really, to me for a long time. So thank you, Bobby, for that. That's really fucking rude, Bobby. Yeah, she's, Bobby's Listen, the original I, rude boy. I'm a little bee. I, I want to know why I'm being overshadowed by this bigger bee. <laughs> we already established he's the alpha. That's why. Yeah, that's true. I got that's that, true. I got that silent alpha energy. <laughs> um, yeah, so silent bee. Thank you for all your questions, yeah, guys. That was a lot of fun. Uh, that was so much fun. That was awesome. We definitely got to do that every every year. Yeah, I would. I would love to do a Q and A every year as our audience grows and stuff. Yeah, definitely. if we have enough, we could do a whole Q and A episode. Yeah, Ooh. dude. Um, yeah, what are we talking about so today? Now, <laughs> I know. Now that we're half an hour, so in. let's uh, take a little quick commercial break, and we'll come and we'll back. Come back. We'll find out what little little treat I have in store for you, boys. Nice little cliffhanger, Brand. Hey, Brent. Yes, Bobby. Did you know that you can help support this show on patreon.com slash brainboggled podcast? Wait, we can support this show? Yeah, you can support the show for as little. It needs support? 
Well, no. I mean, you know, the show doesn't need support, but if you feel like giving us a little bit of well, a Well, speak for hand. yourself. I need support. <laughs> I am in rough shape. Yeah, Brent is over here barely standing up. We, we need to help out Brent. So if you want to help out Brent. How can I help? Well, Brent, for as little as $1 a month, you can get access to our special bonus episode, which we call The Brain Boglet. Wait, and we record other episodes besides the main episodes? Oh, yes. Once a month, we put Do out... Do just black out the entire time those are happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brent. I guess so. You don't remember Shit. those episodes? Damn. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So you can listen to one episode per month on our Patreon. Also, mm. you get a special role on our Discord server. Dag, yo. That's a lot. For only $5 a month, you get a shout-out on the show, access to polls on our Patreon, and... Everything else that you get at the one dollar tier. Damn, that's a bargain at double the price. I know. And if you go up to ten dollars and above, we get some pretty cool merch, like a signed poster and a special one of a kind brain boggled t shirt. Uh, I'm seeing that t shirt right now, and damn, it looks good. I know. I want to wear it right this second. I'm jealous of anyone who has this. Me too. So again, go check out Patreon.com/slash Brain Boggled Podcast to support this show and. Help Brent stand up. Yes, please. I'm in desperate need. (laughs) Hey, Brent. Yes, Bobby. Did you know that you could actually put your ad here in this spot right now? Right now, a spot for an ad right here? Oh, yes. If you listen to the show and you want to hear your ad on the Brain Boggled Podcast. Which I do. Which you obviously do. You can actually email us at brainboggledpodcast at gmail.com. Wait, Bobby, is that brainboggledpodcast at gmail.com? Yes, it is, Brent. Wow, I know that email address. So yeah, go check that out and send us an email and we'll see if uh, your company is a good fit for us on this show. Yeah, now back to your regularly scheduled program, Mama. And we're back. Yes, we're back. And now Baby. we're bringing you that fresh, hot, juicy content you came here for. Yeah. We're talking about, uh, you guys at this point I'll probably already know because it'll probably be in the episode title. But we're talking about <laughs> UFOs yeah. and aliens. Aliens. Mm. 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 Yes. Okay. So okay. let's dive right in, boys. Let's not let's not hesitate because we're already thirty minutes. We're not into introducing this app. ourselves. Wait, we're not introducing in. ourselves. <laughs> no, I'm your Jupiter J. Blah blah blah. Hey, it's space. I'm your bright lights B. <laughs> good one. And I am your Beyond the Stars B. Brent. Good. Oh, oh that's, that's really good, Brent. One, wow. Boys. Uh, yeah, I, had, I, have I actually to say, thought about this one today. So. Before we get into this, I have yeah. to say uh-huh. I'm really glad you picked this. Yeah. Because the underwhelming, like, like research of. Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch was fun. I like it. Was, it was a fun Ranch. episode, but the underwhelming, le- the lack of alien stuff really disappointed me for I sure. Had to listen to Skinwalker Ranch to figure out what I said I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, because I cannot remember. No, it. listen to it. it. It's a funny episode. It's, I listened to it and it had me laughing in the is car. Is it posted? Yeah, that's yeah, what came out uh, this week actually. Oh, yeah, as of oh, last week for you listening to this right now. Yeah, it but, had uh, me. It, I was I was dying laughing because we, we were being so goofy. You just that can't episode. get enough of yourself. You can't get enough of myself. <laughs> I talked so much. Right, let's hear about UFOs. Yeah, so UFOs, <laughs> in case you don't know, are unidentified flying objects. Now, um, apparently, uh, ufologists now don't like to call them UFOs anymore. They call them UAP, or Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, because they, I guess they want to be taken mm. more seriously or something. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're trying yeah, to step Uf- away from Broswell. Ufologists. Mm. Ufologists, maybe. Mm. Worst name ever. Yeah, so um, the word, or the phrase UFO was coined by Captain Edward J. Ruppelt. Ruppelt? 
who headed up who, uh, <laughs> who headed Project Blue Book, which was um, the U.S. Air Force's official investigation into Uf- UFOs. Oh, I knew there was something wait, weird the about UFO the Kelly Blue Book. From good one, I Sorry. was going to say Kelly Blue Book. You knew that. Need that Kelly Blue Book. So the term UFO comes from the Air Force. Yeah, it's like an official term or whatever. Oh wow, interesting. Yeah, so very. So does the Air Force use UAP or do they use UFO? Um, good question. I'm not fully sure. I oh, think UIP is sort, sort of becoming the more accepted term in general. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So Project Blue Book, in case you don't know, was the U.S. Air Force's investigation into UFOs. During their time investigating, they've uh, found thousands of reports of UFOs that were collected, analyzed, and filed. And the project was eventually terminated in December of 1969 after 12,000 UFO reports were collected. 12,000! Nice. Yeah. I know, but that's like anything. That's like if I see a plane and mm. I don't know it's a plane, yeah. that's a UFO. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, according to um, them, they deemed that at least 90% of them could be explained by uh, you know natural reasons, either like just... Yeah, like you said, aircraft that were being misidentified, meteorites, falling stars. A bird that crashed into a yeah. Christmas tree. You know, all kinds <laughs> of sort of stuff like that. But that does leave that 10% that were unexplained. Yeah. <laughs> so first, let's uh, go into some... Let's go into some uh, UFO sightings throughout history. Because yes. this goes beyond... Um, UFO sightings have been happening... Plus ultra. Aliens. Throughout history, not even just like in the modern the modern era, if you will. That's the second episode. I've that is the second that. episode. <laughs> so, you know, obviously, again, like these have there's possible explanations for these that go beyond aliens. Mm. Um, those being comets, bright meteorites, um, one of the five visible planets that we can see with the naked eye, planetary conjun- conjunctions or atmospheric optical phenomenon. <laughs> Um, Aurora they, Borealis. Um, yeah. Um, example of this, like obviously Halley's Comet is something that has been reported as far back as uh, 240 BC oh, shit. Um, by mm. Chinese astronomers. Wow. So obviously some of these things could be explained by that. Yeah. But um, let's just kind of like jump into some of these different historical uh, UFO sightings. I'm excited ancient about it. Aliens, if you will. Yes, ancient aliens. aliens. <laughs> I mean, we can. We'll definitely do a whole episode just on that. But this is just kind of like a quick overview. So we got uh, first uh, Julius Obsequens. It's uh, <laughs> these names, man, are just fucking killing me, dude. All right, he was a, a Roman writer who believed to who was believed to have lived in the uh, fourth century AD. So um, he wrote a book called Liber de Prodigis, or Book of Prodigies. Ooh. In this book, he had accounted um, of different uh, portents and omens that were recorded between uh, the years 249 B.C. through 12 B.C. Oh, so just because of like a bunch of weird omens shit, you know, that like happens during that time period. And then through a number of them, they referred to different objects that flew f- throughout the sky in a bizarre pattern that did not uh, match that of heavenly bodies normally observed. So just like mm-hmm. strange objects flying across the night sky that didn't move like anything they had ever seen before. And they weren't birds. So no, they didn't really go into a ton of detail, <laughs> well, but you know. How just, would you see it if they were birds in the night sky? Yeah, yeah true. So just, you know, <laughs> unfortunately we don't have like a ton of detail from yeah. this one. And also it was a book written like hundreds of years after the, the reported omens and portents so mm. 
kind of have to take it with a grain of salt because he wrote it in was, 400 um, AD. What if it was just an eye floaty? It could be an eye floaty. Oh. I have a, a permanent eye floaty in my left eye that's always, when I look around, I'm like, oh, there, there it is right now. And I can never quite catch up to it because oh, whenever wow. I'm trying to focus on it, yeah, it, moves it moves wherever I look. So. It's you always ever, there. You ever um, look at yourself in the mirror um, and you like I try sleep. not to if I can help it. <laughs> if you stare at your eyes, like you you stare at your eyes and you just move your head because mm-hmm. your eyes don't move. Yeah, when you're looking at gyroscope. Something. Yeah, and I sometimes so I'll do that and I'll like move my head around and then I'll have this weird out of body experience where I'll realize that I'm a human being inside yeah. of a body and I freak myself out. <laughs> <laughs> I had a panic attack the other night because I like thought about that. Like I'm like, oh my god, I'm a human. You know, with all this like crazy like. Darkness yeah, the world, the darkest us. time limit that we're living through right now definitely causes some existential dread. Yes. In a person. Definitely. Yeah. So. Well, it's just playing Minecraft and Animal Crossing. Yes. <laughs> Jump yeah, into the painting. I, I can kind of talking about this earlier world. today. It's kind of funny. I was like, yeah, so far this pandemic hasn't really changed my day to day at all. I literally, I come to work as I always do and work with like the four people I work with every day and then go back home and play video games, wow. watch Netflix. Like I, it hasn't changed my life in the slightest. Yeah, the Other only than thing, I have more canned goods in my house than I care to have. <laughs> the only thing that's changed for me is not being able to go to the gym. That's it. Yeah. Everything else is pretty much the same. Uh, so, lucky, we're lucky. <sighs> yeah, my life hasn't changed at all. No, I Jack, just, yeah. I you had to come home from college. <laughs> yeah, you had to put your entire life on hold. No biggie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, don't don't worry about it. So let's, this next one is from April fourteenth of uh, fifteen sixty one, when Banana. a number of residents of Nuremberg, Germany, described the appearance of a large black triangle object over the sky. <laughs> According to witnesses, there were also hundreds of spheres, cylinders, and other odd shaped objects that moved erratically overhead. And this is from a book called. Wonders in the Sky, Unexplained Aerial Objects from Antiquity to Modern Times. Brent, is this the uh, is this the the alternate dimension and control? I mean, maybe. Yeah, this could be uh, the foundation or whatever. Yeah, the foundation. Yeah, so this yet, was right? really interesting. The, so this the book, big black triangle. Yeah. In the game. An upside down <gasps> black triangle. Even. <gasps> upside down. Bad, 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 bad. What do you mean? What determines upside down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who determines? I, I guess it's if a triangle was sitting on a flat on its flat bit you know what side is down what is up okay i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) yeah yeah but no this actually uh went to this was from wikipedia and i actually like went into the resource that they got this room and they have this book online where you can read the whole thing and it's just like tons of different accounts of these sort of things this was the only one i took from it because there's literally like thousands of accounts from history of people describing things like this so I kind of mentioned really that in last week's gonna, episode, you know. I, I basically grabbed a screenshot of the page referring to this one. I'm mm. going to put it in our brain bloggled for this nice. episode nice. for you guys to check out. Um, I'll even leave a link to the resource, too, if you want to just read through all of them. Because they're all very similar type mm. of descriptions of things, you know, like weird. Like either – usually they're either triangle-shaped or they're like egg-shaped objects mm-hmm. in the sky that move erratically. Anything about and, lights – Lights too. You know, though they were usually <laughs> a lot of times they were described. I thought that was just a statement. <laughs> and I was like, what? anything about lights in general? I was like, what the what fuck about lights are in general? you talking about? <laughs> anything about lights? Yeah, no, because like you know we were talking about Skinwalker Ranch last week. Yeah, and the uh, the, ex- the American explorers who were you know logging that these things that they saw in the sky, these mm-hmm. things lit up flying mm-hmm. at night, yeah. and it's like nothing could be lit up at night. Yeah, at that time except for my cigarette 
Except for your cigarette. Except for, Except for Jack floating in the sky. <laughs> Except for, I'm so high, I'm in the sky. So high, I got a blunt. Yeah. I got a blunt in one hand and a cig in the other, and I just oh my god. <laughs> um, something we talked about yesterday that I fucking should have looked it up, huh? But um, that eh? that dude who uh, that dude who um, there was some dude, some cult leader, some leader, some group, some crazy guy, um predicted that there's going to be a large-scale hologram, oh, hologram. Yeah, the hologram demonstration in the sky mm. sometime yeah, this year. Yeah, that's freaking me out, dude. And he was like, remember, it's only a hologram. Like, the government is going to put some big hologram of something in the sky. And he was like, you have to remember it's a hologram. You have to remember it's just a hologram. Like, they kept, he kept stressing that, like, don't freak out. It's just a hologram. Freaking me out, dude. I don't like it. I know, but it's probably not going to happen. Or maybe the virus is going to manifest into a big germ in the sky. <laughs> well, I don't know. This is, I don't know how unrelated this is, but apparently there's supposed to be a big uh, asteroid crossing pretty close to Earth in the end of April. Apparently pretty close is... Three million yeah, miles. It's, yeah, it's like, it's like space close, which for humans yeah. is like nothing. It's like way further than the moon. But still, I mean, like, you know, you never know what can affect the trajectory of these things. Like what, like objects in space can... Pull things or if in different a spaceship directions. Hit alien hooks off of it to like <laughs> yeah. to slingshot around Mars or something. Yeah, right. So that's kind of a you know it's been getting me thinking. Um, it's kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, you know how delicate our planet really is. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things. Yeah. There's anyway. a lot of dread in the world right now. A lot of dread. <sighs> yes. So here, let's go into another one here. So, but anyway, yes. go back to your question about lights. Yeah, they're they're a lot of descriptions. Okay. A lot of times they describe <laughs> it as like torches are burning in the sky you know well, that's because it was the 1500s ain't well, got yeah. <clears throat> excuse me it was not a question that was a statement, was a statement. oh sorry sorry, sorry. <laughs> anything to address that statement you just made <laughs> light if i may speak on that statement all right so let's go to this next one this one's from uh, january 25th of 1878 when the uh Den- denison daily news printed an article in which john martin a local farmer had reported seeing a large dark sil- circular object resembling a balloon flying at wonderful speeds. Martin, according to the newspaper account, said it appeared to be about the size of a saucer, which is the first time the word saucer was ever used in describing a UFO. A flying they, saucer. But what were they, like a saucepan? Yeah, sir, like, I'm trying to think of, like, what exactly a saucer is. It's basically, like, a type of dish. I think of always thought of it as it's the kind of dish you would, like, put, like, your teacup on top of is a saucer. Oh, okay. Um... I'm not sure if that's 100% accurate, if that's like what is meant by a saucer. But that was the first time um, an unidentified flying object was described as a saucer. Interesting. So I thought that was kind of like a fun little one. Um, Whether or not what he saw was like an actual UFO, debatable. Um, But I just thought that was kind of like an interesting little detail to see that like the terminology kind of goes that far back. So pretty maybe, cool. Maybe it was a balloon. Maybe it was a balloon. I don't know. Maybe the kids will just play with the balloons. Oh, Mr. Balloon Hands. <laughs> um, so, oops, I skipped everyone here. I have so many of these. All right. So this next one is from April of 1897 when thousands of people reported seeing airships in various parts of the United States. Many signed affidavits, but aff. Affidavids. Uh, affidavids. <laughs> I know the word, but they won't escape from my lips. <laughs> Many signed affidavids. Um, scores of people reported talking to pilots who also witnessed these things. And then uh, Thomas Edison, of all people, chimed in and said that 
you can take it from me that this is pure fake. So now what year was this? This was in uh, 1897, April of 1897, where people kept reporting seeing these airships all over the country of the U.S. Weird. I mean, airships were around since 1852. So maybe yeah. they were airships. Maybe they were just airships. I don't, I don't know. know. Kind of weird. Yeah, it is weird. I'm calling you out that you just looked up when airships I did. started. Mm-hmm. I did. I'm calling I looked you it out. Up. I'm calling you out. That's, yeah. that's a fast Google so I have my phone out. I'm mm-hmm. trying to find the name of this dude who um, predicted the... Uh, mm. The, yeah, I always assume anyone who has their phone out during the pod, we're looking up stuff yeah. for Some, the pod. Sometimes I text. Oh, Jack! <laughs> Jackalus! Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, what so do we I got, got a bunch next? of these. I'm just kind of skimming through to, to the more interesting ones. So, this next one is um, the three earliest known pilot UFO sightings took place in 1916 and 1926. So on January 31st of 1916, a UK pilot near Rochford reported a row of lights resembling lighted windows on a railway carriage that rose and disappeared bizarrely. So just kind of like seeing like rows of lights sort of like in like a train car or whatever, kind of like moving up and down in the air Mm -hmm. in a way. Again, this is 1916, so it's not like planes are you know doing that sort of shit at this time you know at least that we know of you know yeah and helicopters were helicopters around i don't think so i'm pretty this is we're just we're talking like world war one era planes so i'm I'm curious when were helicopters invented that is a good question 1939 yeah so we're we're both all these sightings are helicopters are freaking new i know so this next one from uh january of 1926 a pilot reported six flying manhole covers between Wichita, Kansas, and Colorado Springs, Colorado. You know, manhole covers. Yeah, so, so again, they were more small. Like, some more like disc-shaped objects. Again, you know, were they actually that small, or were they like? I mean, I think he's more describing just like their their physical appearance as opposed to like scale or yeah. whatever. Can't find it. And then in uh, September of 1926, also an airmail pilot over Nevada said he had been forced to land by a huge wingless cylindrical object flying in the sky. Mm. So some weird There's stuff that there. cylinder again. Yeah. Them God dang cylinders, boys. What the fuck's up with cylinders, huh? Yeah. I don't know. You ever tried so, to find an area of a cylinder? No, I don't really intend to. Oh, that would suck. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, Not a big la- fan of oh, yeah, finding areas of cylinders. When was the last time you took geometry? When was the last time I did math in general? Grade. You do math every day. You don't know it. Yeah, I do, but, Let's you know. do some math. I do. I study math at home, after work. Everyone knows it. That would suck. I, I would not it. be surprised if you were like... I ha- you if you were like yeah I got this math bo- I, I if you were you would be this is exactly what you would say you would be like well I just thought like <laughs> if I'm stuck inside I might as well be learning something <laughs> might as well be learning some math you know yeah might as well be studying like I might as well be like you're like math is good to and like there's no harm in learning it like, I think that- I just have PTSD from Dragon Ball because I just hear Chi Chi go on study your homework and I'm like shit and then I like gotta go. You're like study. 23 years old. Mm-hmm. 24. 24. I'm an oldsman. Mm. Uh, but anyway. About it. Yeah, so more cylinders. Yeah, tons of cylinders, my guys. Would you consider a manhole cover a cylinder? I mean, it's it technically, technically a cylinder. A cylinder yeah. You wouldn't think of it as a cylinder, mm. but it is. <laughs> it's it a, is a really cylinder. wide it, it cylinder. It is a cylinder. Yeah. <laughs> That's like how, well, topologically, right? Spe- yeah. Topologically speaking, um, a cup and a plate are the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Oh, do you ever, was it Carl Sagan or Michael Stevens? I don't know. Someone, someone did this uh, really yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, it was, it was a Vsauce video. It was a Vsauce video. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like what is a hole? And so like if you had a, a, a cup, right? Or let's say a milk jug and it's very clear that this is a hole in the top, like yeah. the, the opening. And if you stretch it out, would you, would you consider a plate? A hole or a bowl? Would you consider the the top of a bowl? Yeah, a the hole? top of the bowl. So, at hole. what point does it become a hole? It becomes a hole when you when you enter through one mm-hmm. um, when you enter through one threshold mm-hmm. and you exit through a different one. That is one hole, right? So, the handle of a milk jug, right? Yeah, you exit through one and you and you and it, it, it's confusing to think about, but you mm-hmm. you enter and exit through two different thresholds, mm-hmm. and that's what determines. A hole. Do you consider a cup, the top of a cup, a hole? No, because you enter and exit through the same threshold. Okay, interesting. A straw. I see what you're saying. A straw is the same thing as a donut. A straw has topologically, you know, like mm. there's like that troll argument. Does a straw have one hole or two holes? Topologically, mm. a straw has one hole. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm. And so humans have seven holes. Mm-hmm. I forget all of them, but like your tear duct, it's like one, two tear ducts. You have mm. your ears aren't. There's your mouth, mm. which connects to your butt. <laughs> we could do a whole episode on holes. <laughs> just go watch the Vsauce. What's your episode? favorite hole? What's your favorite hole? Uh. But yeah, and also just the last little touch on that subject. A penny's a cylinder, you know? Yeah, you don't think about it. Like coins are cylinders. Coins are cylinders. But anyway, back to back to the yeah, story. So I want to do this last one. I'm skipping over a few just for time's sake and just because there's tons of these. <laughs> so this one is I found kind of interesting. That was from this one's from 1946. More than 2000 reports were collected primarily by the Swedish military of unidentified aerial objects over Scandinavian nations, along with isolated reports from France, Portugal, Italy and Greece. Hmm. The objects were referred to as Russian hail and later as ghost rockets because it was thought that the mysterious objects were possibly Russian tests of the German-captured V-1 or V-2 rockets. Mm. Although most of these were thought to be natural phenomena such as meteorites, more than 200 were tracked on radar by Swedish military and deemed to be real physical objects. In 1948, top-secret document... Uh, in 1948, top-secret documents, Swedish authorities advised the United States Air Force that some of their investigators believed that these crafts were extraterrestrial in <gasps> origin. Oh my god, dude. So that's one of the f- mm. one few ones we have where like an actual official government body is saying, we have a bunch of these that we can't explain and we think something fishy is up. Mm. So I thought that was kind of cool. You ever think that UFOs are just humans in the future? I have Come, thought this before actually. Yeah. Coming back to like check in, you mm-hmm. know? It's like, okay, well, we know that there were a ton of UFO sightings, Mm -hmm. so maybe those UFO sightings were us in the future, so going back isn't going to affect our timeline Mm -hmm. because we've already been seen, so we can't change anything because everything that's happened has already happened. You can't time travel to the past. We've talked about this in we our have time talked dilation about this, episode. You, you can't travel to the past. That we know mm-hmm. of. We thought we couldn't fly in metal tubes, like... Yeah, but the thing ago. is, is flying in metal tubes doesn't... Well, I guess you're right. There is... I. It just... 
I, I don't know. Maybe I, I doubt the time I travel got a in the Cyclops past. mentality right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're okay. Cyclops. Don't, don't be one Jack. Come yeah, on. don't yeah. be a one ish. I'm such a unicorn right now. <laughs> um, Throw back to the first episode. I know. Um, my, some of my friends still say Cyclops mentality. Yeah. It's so good. It's the best. It's so good. Well, nickname. because that's what it started with. Because I'd watched that video going back yeah, to the yeah. bit, and yeah. me and my so me and my friends had t- w- had discussed it thoroughly mm. and like broken down the website like very very thoroughly. Mm. Um. And that's what that's that's wow. that's what started that. Yeah. But um, I just don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's people. I think it's just people seeing, thinking they're seeing things or not. Mm. I don't know. Or planes. It, it'd be very interesting if it was people trains. from the future. <laughs> what about an automobile? <laughs> Sorry. Don't. Uh, yeah, my In automobile's the sky, outside right now. Brent. It's so, a reference. I, I want to bring up something interesting. I so <laughs> I follow this page on facebook right now called conspiracies conspiracy theories and the unexplained it's one of the pages yeah. i joined for like to, to promote him. brain boggled mm. and uh shouts out to anyone listening from that page but there's constantly people posting like these like un- unidentified like uh spacecraft videos and it's really interesting because there was one uh there was one big one that everyone was posting like, oh, my God, look at this UFO found in Florida was or whatever. It a SpaceX launch? And it was a SpaceX launch. That the SpaceX looked, launch was incredible. It looked wild. With mm. like the blue light and With everything. The blue light. Mm. And I was like, but I knew what it was because of our job. You know, we, yeah. we know what's going on with SpaceX and, and all that. And so I was like, wow, like it's weird being on the other end of it of like knowing the answer of what it is, mm-hmm. you know, and like, yeah. You know, I am the alien. <laughs> are we the aliens? Are we the aliens? To aliens? Um, so are yeah, we human co- or are we dancer? There's constantly these videos that I'm seeing on Facebook of Muppet. these unidentified flying objects. There's actually they're actually very interesting to watch, um, just because they're they're visually really cool. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I've noticed about all of them is almost every single one is just blurry enough and has just enough camera shakiness where it's like. Usually, if that's the case, then it's a fake video. Yeah. You know, like yeah, because well, you can tell like artificial camera uh, when you take a stable camera and turn it into make it look handheld. It look like you can. It has a look. Yeah, that like if you're if you're like a video editor, if like you're in the know, it's pretty it. identifiable. Yeah, yeah. there's just like an uh, just an uncanny valley element to it that you can just pinpoint yeah. right away. Yeah, exactly. It is like a like an uncanny valley of movement. It's like this is. I know this looks like a shaky cam, but it, it just doesn't. At the same time, yeah. it just feels unnatural. You know exactly. Yeah, which so. when let me tell you when I learned that you could do that, take a steady cam and make it look handheld. Mm-hmm. I was like. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I was like revolutionary mm, to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, which is like, it's like the simplest fucking thing. Me and Brent did a cool effect on our video editing show a couple Blurning. years ago. Blurning. Yeah. With Bloopy and Blant. With Bloopy and Blant. <laughs> uh, and like, it was interesting because normally you just add the, the handheld effect to it, right? Yeah. So what we did was we actually videotaped ourselves uh, and then like tr- like tracked an object that we handheld videotaped. And so then that track was the shakiness of my actual hand. Um, So we use that as the source for the handshake. And so it looks a little bit more realistic than I was expecting. Yeah. 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 A little fun video editing 
Yeah, in case you guys want to start making your own fake UFO videos. Hey, Ooh, send them way, in. Fun way to pass the time. Yeah, just, yeah. I might start doing that. Now I mean, if time. you have if you have after a- access to After Effects now, you like don't even need to know how to turn a steady cam into a shaky cam. Because, mm. Well, because like so to explain the reasoning why you would do this is because it's much easier to put effects into a stable video than a shaky video. Yeah, but current gen After Effects has like really good camera tracking insane tracking yeah like you can find a thousand tutorials that will like let you track something that's already shaking very very well mm-hmm. like obviously it can't be an earthquake yeah but you know if you hold you can hold it hold it steady with your hands and it still gives it that handheld mm-hmm. look you know what i mean yeah if you guys are interested definitely send We're it turning in brain boggled into learning now we used yeah, to joke about how learning turned into brain bog yeah, yeah right now brain bog is turning into learning where's the yeah. camera yeah i mean <laughs> yeah. listen time is a flat circle True. So True. let's let's uh, dive into some famous UFO incidents. So, the obvious first one, I'm not going to do a ton on this because we could probably do a whole episode about it. We're going to talk about Roswell real quick because mm. that is probably the most famous and didn't we UFO. do an episode on Roswell? No, no, we did Area 51. Oh, uh, we did Area 51. Yes, which is like... We haven't done Roswell. Which is like, you know... You, which we're is talking like, about Roswell right now. Yeah, we're no, going to talk about it real though. quick, but like we're going to do a full episode at some point about it because yeah, there's definitely. a lot to go out there. We got to do so, a whole episode on it. This goes back... Again, sort of in the time frame of that sort of the Swedish, you know, UFO sighting situation where they reported, you know, all those sightings or whatever and yeah. thinking extraterrestrials were behind some of them or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this is back in uh, 1947, only a year after those reports from the Swedish military. So I'm Interesting. Yeah. So Roswell, New Mexico, 1947, uh, William Brazel, 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 however you say his name, William Brazel, I'm going to go over that, uh, a foreman working for J.B. Foster Ranch noticed clusters of debris approximately 30 miles north of Roswell, New Mexico, strewn about the ground. Quote, large areas of Bright's wreckage made up of rubber strips, tinfoil, a rather uh, a rather tough paper and sticks uh, strewn the ground. This sounds like the worst spaceship of all time yeah <laughs> come on out of so, paper guys really would the kids make it a very yeah. tough paper yeah. yes so um, it was just like a, a science so experiment this guy, um, Willie, so this guy brazil he sort of saw this on his way home from work and didn't really make any mind of it and then uh the next day um this guy uh brazil heard reports about flying discs that were sighted in the area and that made him think huh maybe all this shit i saw on the side of the road has something to do with that or someone yeah. was just dumping. Yeah, someone just saying your classic roadside dumpage. You yeah, know? you never know. Yeah, so he went. So he ended up going back to there and now uh, picking up a bunch of the trash and then oh. taking it. Um, he then brought it to um local sheriff uh, Wilcox and uh, said to him that he may have found the flying disc that people were talking about. So he like brought this trash to the to the, the <laughs> sheriff. <you> imagine? <laughs> it was like, hey, I found this trash. Do you it think seemed, it's, it really seemed crazy? Do you think it like maybe was that you know flying disc that everyone was talking about the other day? And the sheriff threw the trash out and called that guy's. So no, then they they uh, contacted um they contacted a local or um a military official who then contacted the FBI, and then the FBI came out and said it was a weather balloon that crashed in the area. But then in later documents admitted that it was actually um, nuclear testing moderate monitoring mm. devices. Which is it, okay. FBI? So. Fibber Bureau of Investigation? But obviously that story gets way weirder and way more complicated. <gasps> 
Nice, Bobby. Oh, oh we touched. We touched. We touched. Fifty percent. Um, uh, as likely to spread a uh, coronavirus oh, as a handshake. Elbow throwing bows. Yeah. Oh, we gotta throw bows no. to cancel it out. Now we're touching again. We just we're touched twice. Brent, give me that Germax now. We'll be fine. Throw the Germax. Oh no! no. <laughs> it hit the Germax has touched the, the thing. The Germax right, is fine. Okay. Thanks, Brent. You yeah, want some? Don't go too I know. Crazy. Give me a little crazy. Bit. I mean, I know we're bit. being like extra safe here. You know. It's, just it's kind of crazy, but you know. But yeah, obviously, there's more to that Roswell story because people started to, uh, you know, attach it to like other things and stuff. So, and claim other shit. But we'll get into that when we do a full episode on that. Yes. Let's go ahead and we'll go into like some maybe some lesser known incidents. This next mm-hmm. one is known as the Mantel incident. <gasps> I've never heard Ooh, of this. The Mantel? Mantel incident. The Mantel effect? This one, yeah, <laughs> basically. Uh, not, not really. Uh, mm. This one is from 1951. So Captain Thomas F. Mattel, a Kentucky Air National Guard pilot, died in a crash of his P-51 Mustang fighter jet after being sent to pursue an unidentified flying object. <gasps> he died? Yeah, so there were reports <gasps> of some weird fl- unidentified UFO, you know, unidentified flying object in the area. And so he was sent to sort of investigate what was going on. And so he reported like the object flying bizarrely and went really into high altitudes. And he tried to pursue it in the higher altitudes against sort of like um, recommendations from ground control and ended up um, not ground control. um, What do you call it? Mission control. Like that, you know, like Mm. you have like your like control towers or whatever that are like advising the pilots. Air traffic control or whatever. Yeah, sort of, you know. But yeah, that's probably much closer to what that, what I mean. And so he like against, you know, recommendations kept going in higher, higher altitudes to try to follow this object and then ended up losing consciousness and wow. crashed. And that's what killed him. Quote unquote, losing consciousness. Yeah. Mm. He actually got uh brain waved by the alien. He got yeah. brain boggled. <laughs> he got brain boggled. Done him good. Done him dirty. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was later said that this was from what he was actually going after was a skyhook balloon, which is like, I guess, some sort of type of weather balloon. It's that's, always a weather balloon. That's, that's always the always official story. It's kind of kind of interesting how that kind of keeps coming up. But that's yeah. the official story of like what he was actually going after. Some people believe that, you know, based on like the readings and stuff they were seeing on radar, that it was something much more suspicious than that. I mean, why would you go after a weather balloon? They didn't know what it was. I mean, again, this is 1951, so it's possible yeah, that he wouldn't have known back, about yeah. some sort of secret, you know, like balloon government thing being sent to yeah. monitor whatever it's monitoring. Right. Weather, quote unquote. Yeah, weather balloon. Big Brother okay. monitoring yeah. How the about weather. Whether or not there's aliens. Oh, thank you. Air high five. Thank you, Jack. Yeah, very nice. Very woke of you guys. Yes. Thank you. Right. Thank you. So next, we're going to jump ahead a little bit in time, and we're going to go to the Phoenix Lights of 1997. <laughs> This is the kind of title I'm into. This one has like a fun picture that I'm going to share too. I'm pretty sure the picture itself is fake because it's way too clear. I'll just kind of show you guys on my phone real quick. That is definitely not a real photo. <laughs> it looks like a that movie poster for real. like an 80s movie. But it's, it's from yeah. like a newspaper clipping. So this happened in March on uh, March 13th of 1997 um, where tri- a triangular formation of lights were seen passing over Arizona and a series of stationary lights were seen in the Phoenix area around the same time. So two separate incidents happening at the same time mm. in and around the same area. Weird. So <laughs> mass hysteria, <laughs> perhaps. So the United States Air Force claimed that the second group of lights that were observed were flares dropped by an A-1 Warthog aircraft that were supposedly 
part of a training exercise. Mm. See, warthogs can't fly. It's true. They're like, <laughs> they're like I mean, the thing was, I was a young warthog, and I definitely <laughs> did never say anything about flying. When but, I um, but, but, yeah, the mouse is listening. But, <gasps> oh. <laughs> according to a uh, Freedom of Information Act request made in 2019 by John Greenwald, the journalist, it revealed that the Air Force didn't drop any flares nor had they any exercises at the point of time in which these lights were reported. So the I official uh, reasoning for that, the second grouping of lights that people saw couldn't have been flares based on this Freedom of Information Act that showed that no military exercises were going on in or around the area at the time like they said they were. At least legally. Well, I mean, they usually, I mean, that's true. I mean, maybe they've destroyed the evidence of that. That's possible, uh, yeah, maybe I guess. Maybe that was an illegal test. I mean, yeah. something that people think, you know, is that it's possible yeah. that the government is testing these technologies that we found. Also, here's the other thing. Um, for the Freedom, before Freedom of Information Act, right, mm. it's like, we're the government, we're telling you everything. Mm-hmm. And then post-Freedom of information act it's like okay now we're really telling you anything <laughs> what changes yeah. like nothing actually changes yeah. the funny thing is though like a lot of these like weird things we've learned out about like the like shady shit that the government has done has been through freedom of information act i know so requests. just imagine what they're still hiding. so like like things like mk ultra for example which we'll talk about in a future episode yeah. like the only reason we even know about that is from like disclosed information from you know freedom of information act requests and like it becoming unclassified or whatever so it's like it's weird to me like that they keep such a paper trail and some of this more shady shit but yeah but then also like the triangular formation they had no explanation for what people were seeing people kept saying it's like some large triangle with lights on it that was flying over the phoenix area and even in mexico some people claimed also seeing it there too so that's a that's a pretty big hot spot for, yeah for very UFOs. very interesting well because it's just a big open area so like i'm i'm like 95 percent convinced that it's just government tests that they're not disclosing mm. um and like out out in the midwest desert there's nothing it's just big open nothing yeah i mean if you look at the whole spacex thing it's like pretty easy to believe from a certain distance that something is like alien it doesn't look like something the spacex we've seen launch like we had talked about before and didn't know what it was it's it looks crazy i see meteorites and i think it's a ufo i'm like whoa like what is that and it's i've seen it a billion times in videos and pictures ever throw when you're like in your backyard having a fire you ever throw rocks up in the air and you see the bats swoop down i don't think i've ever done that but i've seen the bats like swooping down and bugs but i've never actually tried to bait it before. oh yeah me and that's kind of fun me and my family well well mainly it was me and my dad and my brother but you toss rocks up and then the bats dive for them. that's interesting i think it's like a moth or something yeah it's cool it's cool all right so i got anyway. one last thing to go Ooh. through here and i, I want to talk about a uh probably the most well-known alien abduction story <gasps> this is uh the story oh. of barney and betty hill so, I don't think I've ever heard I was this. Say, most famous, I haven't heard of it. This I mean, I don't a, really know any alien abduction stories. I mean, there's definitely like a bunch of alien abduction stories out there, but this is kind of like the one. This is like the one that's mm. probably like the most out there about. So, we're going back to 1961 for this one. So, Barney and Betty Hill were a couple who claims that they were abducted by extraterrestrials in the rural portion of the state of New Hampshire. What? From September of nine, uh, September. Uh, 19th 
20th of 1961. I'm skilled. That's close to us. That's very close to us. Um, it was the first widely publicized report of an alien abduction in the United States. That's kind of why what makes this probably like the most famous case. Why was it so widely publicized? Probably because they made a big fucking deal about it. Well, also it's New Hampshire. I mean, that does that stuff doesn't come out of this area, you know. Like, yeah. when was the last time you heard of an alien abduction story from New England? Mm-hmm. Or just uh, in general? I, I feel know. like we don't hear about alien abductions so much anymore. There was That's a um, there's a Joe Rogan clip. Where he go? Where I think he's smoking a joint with someone on yeah. his podcast. As you, what usual. Joe Rogan? Yeah, Joe, Joe Rogan, no. who, who puts his Tesla in the autopilot and does DMT. <sighs> um, he, um, Joe Rogan. <laughs> he, uh, he, they, they, I forget what they were talking. They were talking about something unrelated. But Joe Rogan just goes, "You ever heard the theory that alien abduction? Uh, people who think they've been abducted by aliens is actually just a distant memory of birth." And then they, he, then the guy just goes. No, and they just move on. <laughs> they, don't talk, they don't talk about it at all. Nah. And ever since that, I've um, I don't know why I haven't. Li- you know, let me look it up right now, Brent. You can continue. Yeah. So <laughs> let me go into it. So the incident came to be called the Hill abduction and the Zeta reticuli incident. Zeta reticuli incident. In case you didn't hear me through my uh scrambling words there that because was ridiculous because the couple stated that they'd been kidnapped by aliens who claimed to be from the zeta reticuli system their story was adapted into a best-selling 1966 book the interrupted journey and a 1975 television movie the ufo incident there's mm. a little, little fun fact for you there but um most of betty hill's notes tapes and other items have been placed in uh, who cares about this yeah they're, <laughs> they're placed in the university of new hampshire so i that's information that's like who cares let's get into the actual incident itself that's what you're yes, here for that's what baby. i'm here for that's why i signed up for this yeah so the hills lived in portsmouth new hampshire barney was employed by the united states postal service while betty was a social worker they were both active in their local Unitarian congregation or church, and the Hills were also members of the NAACP and community leaders. And Barty even sat on the local board of the United States Commission on Civil Rights. So these weren't just like some like crazy people living, you know, in the backwoods. This isn't some like you know, um, you know, like bunch of hillbillies with like yeah. like one loose like overall strap playing banjos you yeah. know out there being like I will jump about my bellies. <laughs> no they're like, like community members within their community so that adds like a different an interesting wrinkle to this whole story and having you know grown up near this area mm-hmm. you know i've been to portsmouth yeah a bunch yeah so it's like it kind of makes the story all the more real yeah. at least to me hmm yeah. interesting um, I can't find anything on that, which <laughs> makes him saying that randomly even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the most like Joe Rogany bullshit like I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Is him just saying some bullshit like that, just like off cuff, and yeah. the person he's talking to be like, uh-huh. Because <laughs> no, what does anyone know what Joe Rogan's talking it happens about? Happens all now. the time yeah. where he just says something. Just says something stupid. Anyway, that seems profound but not really anyway so according to a variety of reports given by the hills the alleged ufo sighting happened on uh september 19th around 10 30 p.m the hills were driving home from a vacation they took in niagara falls in montreal canada and uh just south of lancaster new hampshire betty claimed to observe a bright point of light in the sky that moved from below the moon 
upward towards the west side of the moon. So it's kind of mm. like starting down here and then just kind of zoop, yep. moving up to the, I, I'm, I know that was really helpful for the audience the at home listening, me doing zoop, this little hand <laughs> movement. But you picture in your head, hopefully they know it's starting down, moving to its left. Yeah, hopefully you know? they know what west is. Yeah. Well, yeah. So initially they thought it was a shooting star, as you probably would think, you know, yeah. something moving across the sky, shooting star. That's yeah. a natural conclusion to come to there. Um. It then began to move more erratically and grew bigger and brighter in the sky, at which point Betty urged Barney to stop the car so they could take a closer look. Also, apparently they had their dog with them, so they needed to walk the dog. So they're like, let's just stop, take our dog Delcy out. Oh, worst name. I think it's cute. Bad name. All right. Well, Delcy. Send us a send us an email. Tell us whether or not you think it's a good name at brainbogglepockets at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at which point Barney stopped at um, a scenic picnic area um, just south of Twin Mountain, New Hampshire. And he got his butthole probed. Well, <laughs> Betty, looking through binoculars that they had on him, observed an odd-shaped craft flashing multiple colored lights traveling across the face of the moon. Um, apparently her sister had also seen a flying saucer like several years before Betty thought that might be what they were seeing. Although Barney, when he looked at it, thought it was just like a plane flying, traveling towards Vermont or something from Montreal. As you, as you probably would. Yep. However, he soon changed his mind because without looking as if he had, I'm sorry, because without looking as if it had turned, the craft rapidly descended in his direction this observation, Barney realized, quote, this object that was a plane was not a plane. <laughs> they quickly returned to their car and drove toward um, Franconia Notch, a narrow mountain stretch of the road. I love Franconia Notch. Yeah. I am also familiar with that area. Yeah, that's where you, that's where you eloped, right? I don't, I don't think that was, because that's in the uh, White Mountains. Yeah. You eloped? Yes, Christy and I eloped. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Fun little fact. I guess it makes sense knowing Brent. Yeah. <laughs> knowing either of us. So we're like, yeah, we're not doing the whole wedding thing. Yeah. yeah. Just, we're just going to go. We literally just drove up. We brought our, uh, a, like a friend of ours who was a photographer up, um, just went, did the ceremony, just the two of us and the photographer and the officiant and drove back down to, <laughs> to Rhode Island when we were done. So, so sweet. It was, yeah, it was really fun. It was a really cool being up in the mountains like that. It was like pretty dope. So okay, where I, were you then? What's that? Where were you? Where was the... I don't remember the exact place. It's sort of near Mount Washington. Okay. Um, But uh, I forget the name of the exact, Um, because there's, you know, there's a bunch of different... You know, yeah, there's mountains. a bunch of different ranges there. Yeah, so it wasn't Mount Washington. That was a little... Mount Washington's a little further out. Okay. Ours was a little bit closer. I don't remember. Mm. Christy would remember. Yeah. <laughs> But um, we'll, I'll get back to you. You're on gonna that. be sleeping in a doghouse once Christy hears this episode. Daddy got a bad memory. Brian, we need to talk about your baby voice. Yes. Well, Wendy's afraid. Okay, so the hills claim that they will continue driving on the isolated road, moving very slowly in order to observe their object as they came, as it came even closer to them. Betty testified that it was at least one and a half times the length of the granite cliff profile, which was 40 feet long, and that it seems to be rotating. The couple watched as the the craft silently illuminated, 
or sorry, that the silent illuminated craft moved erratically and bounced back and forth in the night sky, kind of like sort of ping-ponging around as it was seemingly getting closer and closer to their car. Approximately one mile south of Indian Head, they said the object rapidly descended towards their vehicle, causing Barney to stop in the middle of the highway. The huge, silent craft hovered approximately 80 to 100 feet above the hill's car. Using the binoculars, Barney claimed to have seen about 8 to 11 humanoid figures who were peering out of the craft's windows, seemingly looking at them. In unison, all but one figure moved to what appeared to be a panel on the rear wall of the hallway that encircled the front portion of the craft. The one remaining figure continued to look at Barney and communicated a message to him to stay where you are and keep looking, according to Barney. Barney had a recollection of observing humanoid forms wearing glossy black uniforms and black caps. The classy aliens. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, oh, well, well, we Top of the morning. True, yeah. I don't know why. It's <laughs> an Irish. Careful of probing. Yeah. <laughs> Very polite about the probing. Uh, yeah. uh, red lights on what appeared to be a bat wing fin began to telescope out from the sides of the craft, and a long structure descended from the bottom of the craft. The silent craft approached within 50 to 80 feet overhead and 300 feet away from him. On October 21st of 1961, Barney reported to National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomenon that... um. The beings were n- somehow not human. So yeah, they were humanoid, but he could say there was something about them that made them not human. Any specifics? We'll get to specifics. We'll get to specifics <laughs> there, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Rob. He, he then got back in the car and drove away at high speeds, telling Betty to look for the objects. She rolled down the window and looked up. Almost immediately, the hills heard rhythmic series of beeping and buzzing sounds which they said seemed to bounce off the trunk of their vehicle. The car vibrated, and a tingling sensation passed through the Hills' bodies. The Hills said that, said that they then experienced the onset of an altered state of consciousness that left their minds dulled. A second series of beeping and buzzing sounds returned the couple to full consciousness. They found that they had traveled nearly 35 miles but only vague, spotty memories of this section of road remained in their minds. What? So after this, they eventually got home and were like, what the hell just happened? This is like a really bizarre situation. Like, what was that? So then immediately after this, they started having strange dreams. Ooh. One dream... uh. Betty said she and Barney encountered a roadblock and men who encountered uh, a roadblock and men surrounded their car. She lost consciousness but struggled to regain it. She then realized that she was being forced by two small men to walk in a forest in the nighttime. And of seeing, she also recalled seeing Barney walking behind her, though when she called out to him, he seemed to be in a trance or sleepwalking like state. The meds stood about five feet tall and wore matching blue uniforms and caps. So a little bit different. Blue. The store's starting to be full of holes. I don't know. Are they blue or black suits and caps? Yeah, what was it? 
it's different tiers of of alien. Yeah, they she said described them as being very much like military cadet like uniforms. Mm. They appeared nearly human with black hair, dark eyes, prominent nose, noses, and bluish colored lips. The skin was also a grayish color. Ugh. In the dreams, Betty, Barney, and the men walked up a ramp into a disc-shaped craft of a metallic appearance. Once inside, Barney and Betty were separated. She protested and was told by a man she called the leader that if she and Barney were examined together, it would take much longer to conduct the exams. So they were then separated into different rooms where we started having the weird exams where they were like poking and prodding and we started getting probing. Yeah, we get the probing and they took samples of like skin and hair, examined their eyes, ears, mouths, uh, stuck a needle in her abdomen apparently. Oh, and um, just yeah, for fun. Yeah, and at which point she lost consciousness within the stream. Oh, okay. Now, the two of them un- would undergo a bunch of hypnosis therapy to try to figure out what was going on. And that's where, like, a lot of these sort of, like, memories of, like, everything that happened started to come to the surface. Ooh. About, you know, them being stopped in the middle of the road and escorted onto the ship and meeting these aliens. And this is where they learned that they were from the reticuli system oh, wow. and all that. That's where all the- these details of the stories came about. Now, the person who did the uh, hypnosis didn't believe that their story was true, but was just um, them sort of recanting some sort of like traumatic dreams or something like that. And because, you know, them being a couple and talking about this experience made them both have similar memories of the situation. Mm -hmm. But um, the Hill was claimed after the hypnosis sessions to feel like much better because like for years afterwards, they were like had like tons of anxiety about the situation or whatever. And so, yeah, that was kind of like the first kind of like well-publicized story of an alien abduction. And a lot mm. of the details within it are kind of similar to all other alien abduction stories that you kind of hear about. So I thought that was kind of a interesting story. I weirdly want to believe it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't. Mm-hmm. I do. I want to believe it. I don't know why. I like, I've been to this area. I like can see it happening. It's like, God forbid it did happen. You know, I just no wonder. Here's the you. thing for me: like whether or not they were actually abducted by aliens. I don't know, but these are like this isn't just like just like a couple like random looky loos or whatever, just making up some crazy story. These were like actually like well respected people in their community, which makes me just like wonder like what actually did happen to them if it wasn't actually aliens. You know, because they both clearly shared an experience of some form like what actually happened there if it's not an actual alien abduction which i tend to agree with jack to think that it's not um that's not to say that i don't believe in aliens i think aliens are definitely possible and that there are extraterrestrial beings that exist somewhere in the universe whether or not they've been here or not that's a whole nother question um but i don't know this is just like very strange to me and it's very detailed and i don't know I just found it really interesting. And could it have been the government? You know, could it have been some it kind of secret government? Group? The government, the sixties, man. I don't know. They drugged them up so they thought they saw something they didn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, this is crazy. I, I always like wonder about these kind of things. Like, you know, it seems so unrealistic, but 
on the off chance that ever happened to you, you'd swear by it. You know, imagine like you saw something like that and you were like, no, 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 I swear I saw this. It was very clearly this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is weird that they had the same like sort of dreams and the same like sort of experience. I do yeah. wonder if they, in their like, hypnosis sessions too. Um, they both like recounted like basically the same stories. But kind of like we've talked about before, like maybe they were like looking for something, you know, maybe, maybe they were telling themselves the story mm-hmm. that they kind of like the hypnosis kind of brought out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, obviously like know. hypnosis is its own thing that we could probably do an episode on in its own right. Yeah. Like whether or not that's like a reliable way to get information out of people or and it's a list. Yeah. But my, um, um, my high school German teacher's husband is a hypnotherapist. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, it it works for people for sure, but um, yeah, whether or not you can actually trust that the things people are saying under hypnosis are yeah. actually like factual. Well, hypnosis is or not if it's just like you know, admissible in a court of law, right? You know what I mean. So yeah, so I just thought that was kind of like a cool story like, a cool that story. really kind of like adds this weird UFO alien mythos that we have now. Mm. And yeah, so I just thought I'd share that with you, boyos. Yeah. That's a really cool story. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm surprised it didn't happen in New Mexico or something. Yeah, I know. I was very surprised here was New Hampshire. Yeah, had a very so. different feel. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> Listen, yeah. we're already an hour and a half we into this episode. So. Well, we also had yeah, we had the uh, so Q&A. we had like you guys. It's basically you got like a little bonus app at the top, yeah. and you got a full app afterwards. Yeah, so. for yeah. the special one year anniversary, Two for one, baby. I think oh. there's nothing better than a UFO episode to to cap off the yeah, year. It's a pretty first year brain bonding. thing. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll do another Q and A next year. Yeah, or yes. if we get super popular and there's a big demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if we are looking for questions, we'll post them on our Instagram yep. at brainboggled. Mm. Go check it out. Go uh, follow our social. We meets. also have Twitter still. We have yep. Twitter at brainboggledpod. We have a website. We have a website. Brainboggledpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. And then we if you go to brainboggledpodcast.com slash shop, you can find our merch. Yeah, get that. Mm. Merch. We're on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh we have a Facebook, Bobby was saying. We have a Facebook. Shout out to our new Patreons. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you. Thank you. We look forward to having you as a part of our patron team. Mm-hmm. And uh thank you so much for supporting us. It means a lot. Someone just came to the door. So yeah. you guys sign off and I'll go. All right. So All right, guys. That's been the pod this week. Thank you so much for you. being with us for this past year, and we will see you next time. All right. Love you. Peace, love, and bro. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra 
your cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. 